must be valued and used wisely. Always. Don't be the kind who trivializes, oh, it was only an hour. It was only two hours. Some of us, we do that with money. Oh, it was on sale. It was only 20 pounds. It was five pounds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what have you bought two? Oh, it was, they were doing one, buy one, get one free. That's the same thing that we can do with our lives and with the seasons and the times, isn't it? May God help us. May God help us. And may God have mercy on us in the month of Salak, isn't it? It reminds me of the celebration of the Muslims, isn't it? Have a celebration that sounds like, isn't it? Yeah. Salak. They eat a lot of rice and chicken. <laughs> but we are saying mercy. Hallelujah. Forgiveness. And, uh, you know, it's one of those topics that I believe that every Christian must meditate on and study. And trust me, I don't care whether you're a pope or a bishop. Even the pope, you can go and ask him. The cardinals get on his nerves. (laughs) You know, life, by virtue of the fact that you're still breathing, this is an area of our Christian work that every day we have to feed, be renewed. We have to remember. We have to work against the grain. Do you understand? Before we even go into it, Third John, Third John, two. I'll use the NLT, it's fine. It says that this letter is from John the Elder. I'm writing to girls, my dear friend, whom I love in the truth. There are some people that we love in falsehood, isn't it? <laughs> some people, the whole relationship is based on <laughs> pretense. Everything about the relationship is not true. Even the name you have given to the person is not true. <laughs> It's not a movie. People have worked in it. People have married people and they are Mrs. whatever wrong name. Then the original Mrs. will come with the right name. (laughs) Say, can I see your birth certificate? (laughs) Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. I think we should read it. Give us the new King James. eh? Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Verse 3. I want to go all the way to verse 4. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. Verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Hallelujah. The NLT says that, Verse, I'll read verse 3 and 4. It says that some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. About your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. How many of you know that forgiveness, forgiving 
is part of the truth. <laughs> Do you understand? So when he says that, I wish above all that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, talking about the holistic being of man. Do you understand? Your spirit, soul, and body doing well. And he's saying that, I've heard that you are faithful and living according to the truth. That's why you are healthy. That is why you are well. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which means that we cannot remove that need to be forgiven and also to forgive if we want to have a holistic being and be well holistically. We're singing a song, peace is mine, victory is mine. We just sang it, isn't it? Yeah. There's something about being faithful to the truth in totality that will let peace come, victory come, and let you be well. Or you don't get what I'm saying? Yeah. And whether we like it or not, our very being was designed by God to reflect him. Do you understand? For this Wednesday, I want to talk about developing a forgiving heart. The reason why we have to is because we ourselves are calling ourselves Christians. Do you understand? And the concept of forgiveness lies in our soulish realm. If it was in the spirit realm, that would be great because salvation brings total, the spirit man is fully sorted. Do you understand? But forgiveness and the concept of forgiveness does not fall into the spirit realm. It falls into the soulish realm. Do you understand? Our emotional and everything else, feeling, mind, intellect, attitude, that's where forgiveness sits. Do you understand? Yeah, sometimes we even think about the fact that this person won't forgive. Do you understand? We feel the pain or we feel the said by we feel it, but we, we decide that this one, even when everybody has come to talk, they have brought elders, they have brought senior elders, they have brought, you know, gods, they have brought, <laughs> say this one, I want. But the reason why I'm saying that we have to develop is because our soul is trans transformation is a process after salvation. So it's not immediate. It is part of everything that is being worked upon by the word, by the Holy Spirit. Do you, do you understand? And that is why it is not something that you can decide and say, as for me, I, as for me, I never hold any grudge. As for me, I always let go. As for me, you know, I have a forgiven. As for me, I just forgive because I don't want to have, let anybody have space in my head. Even you're saying that says that somebody has space in your head. Haven't you realized what we say that? Oh, as for me, I'm forgiving them. I'm forgiving them, I'm forgiving them, I'm forgiving them. The way they have said it makes you know that <laughs> forgiveness has not taken place. But you see, we have Christian jargons that can cover us. I've left it to God, you know. If I fight this battle, God will not fight my battles. I'm, you know, God is fighting my battles. You have not. And if we are calling ourselves Christians, it means that we have come to the place where we are accepting scripture. 
And the first thing you see in scripture in Genesis chapter 1, it says that, verse 26, 28, I'll read it amplifies. It says that, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind, human beings, in our image, in our image, after our likeness, how we are like, and let them have complete authority over the fish, over the sea, the birds of the air, tame the beasts, and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps in it. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So anything that is the image of God or the likeness of God, we are supposed to become it. We are supposed to become it. Ephesians 5 verse 1. So the first thing is the fact that what we are made in God's image and by using the word of God and the Holy Spirit, we are conforming to that image. Then Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says that, Be ye therefore, the King James, followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. NLT says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loves us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Why do we have to develop that? Because he says that we have to imitate Christ, which means that you have to keep imitating until you become it. You have to keep imitating until you become it. And the verse 2 will let you know that there's a lot of things about Christ and there's a lot of things that as Christians we have to become that without the power of love you cannot do it. You cannot do it. And we are not talking about human love. We are talking about the God kind of love has to be pushed behind our imitating Christ. So you realize that as you begin that walk, a lot of things you are, are being drawn out of you like tra- blood transfusion. That's not how you talk. You shouldn't have said that. Don't behave like that. Let it go. You, have to, you, ha- you may do it frowning. You may do it fuming. You may do it angry. But you see, as you keep trying and imitating and replicating what is being said, do you understand? Or what you are being asked to do, you become it. That's why some of us, even, even just watching telly, we can watch a particular series or a particular, and then at a point it becomes a reality to us in our life. <laughs> you don't like whether I say it. First Corinthians 2. I'm giving us these three scriptures to let us know that the reason why forgiveness, amongst other things, there are a lot of things that we are supposed to imitate. But for this month, we are looking at forgiveness. Do you understand? Because there are a lot of things that are in the image of Christ. Do you understand? There are a lot of things that Christ did that we have to imitate. And that concept of forgiveness is one of the major ones. 
But first of all, you have to see yourself in that seat that I am Christ-like or I have to become Christ-like or I have to imitate Christ. Do you get it? As we look at some of them, you come to realize that you cannot do this through the lens of how the world sees a lot of things. Because in the world, forgiveness is seen as a sign of weakness. First Corinthians 2, I read from verse 12 to 16, the King James here. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, somebody say mercy, but the spirit which is of God. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. <laughs> you know, Pastor Sam. Yesterday, as part of my recovery process, because we are, we are recovering from South Africa, recovering from Cairo, I, last year, a group of the amazing women in this church gave me a voucher for this massage therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hate, don't hate, don't hate, don't hate. <laughs> Don't hate. Pray that some will also be put in your hand. Don't hate. So, yes. So, yesterday, and since me, I'm not into this kind of, somebody's even going to touch my skin matter. I don't. So, when I had to book, I called, I said, oh, I mean, she said, oh, we have this, we have this. I said, mm, okay, then let's just start with the head one. You can, after all, my hairdresser, he's been touching my head and washing my head. So, I can do head, neck, and shoulder. She said, oh, yes, 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 yes. I said, yes. Me too, I said, yes. So yesterday afternoon, I arrived in this secluded place. Hey! I parked. And you get there, they come and open the door for you. And then as soon as they open the door, you smell the candles and the light shades, whatever, you know. And she was like, oh, do you want a cold drink? I said, no, 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 just get on with the thing. Do the thing you have to do. Let me. First of all, I don't know how the thing is going to go. So Then she said, oh, you are having, and then she mentioned the thing that I'm having. And I was like, no, I, I'm having a face shell. And she said, yes. Then she mentioned the thing again. I said, okay, if that's the name, and that's, we are in agreement. And climb up this winding, you know, like these royal stairs going up into the sky. We went. <laughs> I'm saying this because I just read the first one. I said, we don't have the spirit of the world. We have the spirit of God. Do you get what? Then we went into the room. Your A is correct. <laughs> Open the door. Say, hey, please turn the lights on. <laughs> this matter, dear. And she was like, oh, no, there are special lights that will come on. I said, then let the lights come on, please. (laughs) Yeah. And the woman was like, is this your first time? I said, yeah, it's my first time. (laughs) And then they were playing some, the music that's supposed to, you know, and obviously I had 
my, my airports in my ears, and I was listening to leadership podcasts. <laughs> so when, I, when she said that, oh, you have to move your jewelry, and then I said, hey, I need to listen. Then she said, oh, don't I like? I said, oh, I'm indifferent, but if I'm going to be here for one hour, I can't waste my one hour. <laughs> she said, you know what? That's interesting. It's never done, been done before, but I'm, I'm happy to play what you're listening to. I said, yes, please. <laughs> so I gave her a podcast on leadership, and it was teaching on, I don't know if I can find it, you know. And at that time, I hadn't really started having any conversation with her on who she, whatever. She was like, oh, that's interesting, whatever. So she, con- she connected it. So it was playing in the atmosphere. She said, it's never been done. She's been doing this for 15 years. But she's okay to try it. I said, don't worry, don't spoil your massage. <laughs> so then she said, I should come in. She said, I'm going out, and then you can sort yourself. I said, hey, you're doing my head and my neck. I should sort myself out. <laughs> don't bring yourself at all. She said, oh, no, 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 but it's just that I may need a certain part of your shoulder. I said, oh, you can see my shoulder. <laughs> anyway, so she came. And let me see if I can find the podcast. Because the, the message, the podcast, the leadership podcast that was quite um, relevant to the atmosphere. Then as she was, then when I came to lie down, and then she started her thing, she said, oh, because your skin is this, and we have tested it for that. We are going to do that. I started, and then, and then I, so I said, oh, you know, well, so how long have you been doing this? She said, 15 years. I said, when, is this something you've always desired to do in your life? She said, <laughs> I know, right? You kind of, she said, oh, yeah, she's always wanted to um, be, you know, a massage therapist, they started listing the things that she desires to do. And then as she was listening, as she was listing them and listing all the things that she, she was going to do, then before I knew, she said, yeah, and I'm also a psychic. I said, increase the volume on that thing, please. You absolutely need Jesus. <laughs> increase the thing on the I said, I said, uh, I said, what does that mean? She said, oh, it's actually something you train for and you learn and we use it as a therapeutic whatever. I said, oh, that's interesting. Actually, I also use Jesus too <laughs> as a therapy. She said, Yes, you know, listening to the man is really interesting, and what he's saying is actually very relevant. I said, Yes, what he's saying is very, very um, relevant. Yes. Ah, the leadership, this thing was the source of your momentum. Yeah, the source of your momentum. So I was like, So, do you know anything about Jesus? She said, yeah, I, I know that there are spirits. You see, immediately I realized that if I hadn't changed the atmosphere with my podcast, I'm assuming that that sound is also part of what they use for their psychic things. 
there's a spirit of the world. You see, that spirit of the world is the one that fights even the concept of forgiveness. Fights imitating Christ. Fight wanting to be more like Christ. Because what's a psychic supposed to tell you? Psychic, and they're the ones who can look into something and tell you something about something. Verse 14 says that, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. If you don't develop yourself spiritually, the concept of forgiveness will always be alien to you, will always be a battle. For those of us who have matured spiritually a bit, haven't you realized that it gets a bit easier to forgive or to let go as you mature spiritually? Verse 15 says that, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Which means that that transformation and development is also happening in our mind. Because we want to get the mind of Christ. If you don't have the mind of Christ, the concept of forgiveness will be a challenge. And that development happens as we continue to work on ourselves with the using of the word. You see, he's saying that the spirit of the world, the spirit of God is foolishness to the world. It says that not a bad person, just the natural person cannot receive spiritual things. Not a bad person, but a natural person. So our carnality is is a challenge for us. If there's anything I have to teach you is that become spiritual. Become spiritual. This woman walking there, she's supposed to be a therapist. She has gone to school, college, has done this. But she's walking there spiritually. You see, because when we think of spiritual, we're always thinking of spooky. Or we are thinking of manifestation. Or we are thinking of power and mind. No, we are talking about your day-to-day life must be spiritual. You as a being, you are spiritual. Living in a physical body with a soul within. So see yourself as a spiritual being. The so-called atheists, this, this, they see themselves and they know that there's a spiritual element. That is why the concept of yoga across the world is encouraged. What is yoga? Yoga is meditation. What is meditation? It's trying to reach something outside of self or outside of the physical. Unbelievers reach out for it. And we say we have Holy Spirit, we have power, we have God. What do we reach out for? Nobody can be more unforgiving than Christians. Look at the way even people carry church heads, church pain, church, look at it. And it goes both ways. 
those who are being hurt, those who are doing the hurting, all of us, we are some way. Meanwhile, it's supposed to rather come easier to us because we are imitating Christ. Because we, are, we have learned that we are made in the image of God. They don't know that they are made in the image of God, even though they are made in the image of God. But that revelation has been given to us. So we know. So if there's anybody who should strive and tap into it, it should be us. But we are the ones who use prayer and things to keep people in bondage and to hold grudges in the church. Every time you see yourself manifesting, you should know that as for me, what they did, I won't sing again. What they did, I won't play again. What they did, I won't do this again. What they did, uh, when do you let go? Forgiveness is just letting go. Letting go by what you say, letting go by what you do. Hmm. Psalm 103. Forgiveness, I think that is one of the most valuable commodities that we have received from Christ. Psalm 103, the Bible says, I'm going to read verse 1 to 3 from the King James. It says that, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Somebody say good things. And then it starts, verse 3. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Then it continues. But what the scripture is telling us is that the psalmist is saying that I will not forget the good things that the Lord has done for me. And the first good thing he mentions is what? Forgiveness. And now we are imitating this person. We are made in the image of this person. So it means that the good things that should come out from us, the first one is forgiveness. Forgiveness comes before even healing. Do you know that when you, get, you forgive, you get healed? See, I'm not going to forget all the good things. And it's classifying forgiveness as a good thing. The world classifies forgiveness as a bad thing. But scripture clarifies it as a good thing. Yes. When we are talking about the goodness of God, goodness and mercy shall follow. When we are talking about something that is good, it says open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I mean, it's like there's so much good in God that he's passing on to us. And the first one is forgiveness. Now we are in his image. We are his representative. We are his ambassadors. We are supposed to be like him. And so when people say that this is a good person, as far as a Christian is concerned, it means that you are somebody who forgives. It's not that you are somebody who shares or somebody who gives or somebody who is, no. The first thing is that you forgive. Sammy boy, camp is finished, but you can ask your question. Tell them. I think that this is a topic that we should be able to discuss. Yes, Sammy. Please, please. please. Um, BK, what's your problem? <laughs> um, is it good to, like, forgive but, like, not forget? I don't know. You see that thing they say you do? <laughs> what verse was that? 
<laughs> okay, so I will explain to you. That concept of forgetting, okay, the reality is that there are a lot of things in life that we don't forget. Do you understand? Yes, Jesus put our, all our sins, whatever, in the sea of forgetfulness. The fact that you remember something doesn't mean you haven't been forgiven. So it is your action towards the person, the circumstances that determines whether you are forgiven. And when you say, oh, I've forgotten about it, it's a lie. <laughs> it's an total lie. Do you understand? But if, what, what it is fueling is what is important. Yeah. There are a lot of people in this room, they've had broken hearts by various women, various hey, men. Hey. They haven't seen the person in years, so they are fine. They didn't meet the person, they don't know that uh, this was the guy. But then when you meet the person, the way you act to it determines that oh, this thing is long gone. That's a dead story. It's a dead story. It doesn't mean you've forgotten. But it just means that it doesn't matter. Do, do, you, do you understand? Yeah, so forgive and forget. Forget in the sense that it's not something that you should carry and bring it to the forefront of your day-to-day life. It shouldn't be something that sits in your present. Yeah, but when you go and open your toolbox, it will be there, or you go open your old, you know, the boxes, your archive boxes, you find that it's lying there. You know, and you should leave it in the archive boxes. Does that make sense? Yeah. But as for the forgiveness, that is what is most important. Because the truth also is that time has a way of making you forget parts of things. You don't remember the full story. You don't remember how. You don't even remember. Why did we even have this fight? What even really brought it about? Do you understand? The only way it comes to the forefront is if you're always meditating on it and, you know, reject. Uh, re, uh, what's the way? Re, 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 yeah, you get it. You get it. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not every word that has to be pronounced. <laughs> Some of us, we ruminate on it. We chew on it small. And then we bring it out, and then we take it back, and then we bring it out. And then there are some weights in this life. And what was the other one that I suffer from? It's not long suffering. What is it? <laughs> there are a few words that have like three parts. One part I have to give to God. Hmm. Ah, longevity. Hey, for a while. Longevity, long deed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Thank God he never came in any of my exam, never came in any orals for me, never. It would have been an issue. Psalm 130. How many of us are going to work on our grace to forgive? Yeah. Listen, even when you get saved and you go back into your archives and sort things out with people and, you know, go and address things and. Re- New things are coming. Oh, always. This evening, I had to sort Pastor Sam out and forgive him. <laughs> and he, he was trying to, why are you laughing? Because you feel like you're the cause of it. <laughs> and the, the worst thing was that the way we thought he would answer the thing is exactly the same way he came to answer <laughs> They, that, that's all, yes, you remember the answer? Yes, the answer was predicted. That uh, when he comes to you, say, oh, it was just yesterday. And then he came and he said, oh, it was just Monday. <laughs> you can deal with her after, please. 
What I'm saying is that the, every season, when you let go, when you just feel like I have peace now, when I think through, I don't even have any issue with anybody. Thank God, you know, this, whatever. The next batch is just coming. And the thing with the need for forgiveness is that it comes from all angles. Yes, sometimes it's even with God. Sometimes it's with your spouse. Sometimes it's with your parents. Sometimes it's at work. It's at school. It's with friends. It's with your neighbor. Everybody feeds into it. Just as you also feed into everybody's own. Psalm 130. Oh, forgiveness is one of the things that a lot has been written about, isn't it? Preached about. Still. Sometimes you meet a mighty man of God, raising the dead, whatever, struggling with unforgiveness. Because people, people can hurt you. You see, if we are here and we want to define that, oh, these are the kind of things that, no, 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 no. Some of the things you are fully justified to carry the pain. You are fully, I mean, there's no, because people can be mean. And sometimes the, sometimes the people who are even mean or even treacherous, they are even sometimes the ones who hold unforgiveness the most. I was, <laughs> sometimes when I'm meditating on scripture or even sometimes I'm going to preach, sometimes when my brain goes, it's not good though. It's not good at all. Sometimes I have to pull it back to a safe place. Because I was thinking too of categories of people who sometimes don't want to forgive. And sometimes, Reverend Sam, how can you, somebody who is a married man, going out with somebody and then the person discovers that you are married and leaves and goes. And then you are bitter and unforgiving. This one, I would tell Mrs. about it. Sometimes maybe we need to analyze what is making us so hurt. And why we can't let go. And he will be discussing it with his friends. The way I took care of her. I bought this for her. Have you even thought about what you have been doing to your wife? (laughs) Psalm 130 verse 3 and 4. The NLT says, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins... Who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. The person who has an ability to forgive is to be feared and revered. It's a sign of strength of your inner man. The person who can forgive is somebody whose inward man is strong. You have to fear somebody that you yourself, you know you really hate the person. The person is like, no, it's okay. Let it go. You're afraid. You're like, are they planning to kill me later? Is this a Absalom kind of thing? Is it a, you know, I won't say anything about anything until I can kill you kind of thing. It's to be feared. Especially if the person doesn't only forgive you, but 
goes out of their way to help you and be good to you. Maybe somebody is patching with you, desperate for accommodation, is homeless, and they are just sleeping at your front door a little bit, you know, by your sofa on the ground, and then you come and kick them out. Then a few years' time, by the grace of God, they are doing very well. And they come to you and they said, I just wanted to say thank you because others may not even have opened their front door. At least you did. And you gave me the floor to sleep for a day and a half. And I'm grateful. And, you know, the Lord has laid it on my heart. <laughs> The Lord has laid it on my heart to bless you. You are afraid to take the blessing because you yourself, you know that. That person is to be feared. Yeah. Some of us, we've been hurt, whether it's by our parents, by teachers, by colleagues, by, what, by work, by church, and you can let go. Oh, you're on a different level. You're on a different level. That's why the summarizer is like, the level of forgiveness God gives to us, we are afraid. There's nothing we can do to our Father in heaven that if we ask for mercy, he will not give. Sometimes it is us who limit people that this your sin is too big for God. But with God, nothing. That means that in that same vein, for us, there's nothing on this earth that should make you not forgive. You see, forgiveness is not foolishness. So let's correct that. If somebody is killing you, you've got to go. But once you go, don't also give the person room in your head, in your heart. It's got to go. Hopefully one of the weeks we'll be able to talk about how we do that. Somebody asked me that question when the team was given at camp. Remember at camp when you just showed it? Somebody came to me after to ask one or two questions. I said, hey, this matter is serious. Hmm. Ezekiel 18, we, saw, we see a certain little thing about God. Verse 21 to 23, I read the NLT. says that, but if wicked people turn away from all their sins and begin to obey my decrees... And do what is just and right, they will surely live and not die. All their past sins will be forget, forgotten, and they will live because of the righteous things they have done. Do you think that I like to see wicked people die? Says the sovereign Lord, of course not. I want them to turn from their wicked ways and live. Desire the best in people. Desire the best in people. Yes, whether people are above you, people on your level, people beneath you, whatever, desire the best. That's why for some of us, even the current issues we have with our parents, we have to try and find the good in them. We have to try and locate something good in them, about them, that we can hold on to. God is saying that, yeah, they're wicked people. But if they repent, I don't want anybody to perish. I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to perish. Do you think I like to see wicked people die? No. 
I want everybody to be able to get an opportunity to turn away. See, one of the ways for you to even be able to see this is to realize that at one point or the other, you become that wicked person. You become that person that needs forgiveness. You become that person who didn't say something right or do something right or acted in a certain way or was at the wrong place at the wrong time or was in the wrong situation or missed the mark. Sometimes it is you. And when it is you, your desire is that the punishment should be small. (laughs) The punishment should be removed (laughs) if possible. Suddenly we see that certain things are no big deal. Let's look at this and end. We're finishing now. We don't have to go through all of them. Let me give this last one and then we go. And then we think about it. Tell somebody, go and think about it. I told you that forgiveness is where? From the soulish realm. It's from the soulish realm. Mark 11. I read the NLT. I read 22 to 25 and then we're going home. Then Jesus said to the, the disciples, have faith in God. You know, they had just witnessed the fig tree and all the manifestations. It was like, wow, you cursed it. It was cursed. It's, wow, we're passing. Okay, come back. The thing has died. You're awesome. So Jesus said to them, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. But you must really believe it. Believe it will happen. And have no doubt in your heart. Verse 24. I tell you. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it. It will be yours. Anything at all. There's only one clause. But. When you are. It's a big but. It's a big but. Not a big but. But a big but. But when you are praying, <laughs> Kevin, why are they laughing? Where did the mind go to? <laughs> or do you want me to say therefore? <laughs> There's a bat there with a big B. <laughs> but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. It means that the prayer that is able to move mountains can be blocked by unforgiveness. Yeah. So you can have the strongest belief. It says that if you believe, you can move the mountain. If you believe, you can change things around. If you believe, you can turn things out. They're impossible. If you believe, if you say, but... When you are praying for these mighty works, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, you better go sort that out. She says, forgive anyone that you are holding a grudge. Anyone. So he's saying that any form of unforgiveness in you has got to go if you want to see the mighty works of God. Could it be why that sometimes Christians, we are praying for things, it's not happening. And some new believer who knows nothing, only knows John 3, 16, 
with a pure heart, not yet circumcised or baptized into the things of church things to start carrying pain. And then they pray and it works. And their prayer was not even deep. And you have deep prayers. You quote, you quote all the right scriptures to back every prayer and nothing is shifting. The book of Jeremiah says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can even... says that if you have a grudge against anyone. So it means that there's no small grudge and there's no big grudge. Grudge is grudge. That's why as soon as I saw Pastor Sam, I let it go. You see, you people are thinking of it as a small grudge. But scripture said all grudge. Whether it was the bottle of water he didn't share with me. Or it was the candle that he didn't share. Grudge is grudge. Grudge is grudge. And you come to realize that there are a lot of things. Based on this scripture, there are so many things. That just come in and go. Yes. As husband and wife. Hey. Why did you make a cup of tea this morning? Did you make a cup of tea for me? Grudge. 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 This morning, I can't even remember which one. Which one happened this morning? You set off before me or I set off before you? I set off before you. So you hold a grudge against me. Let it go. <laughs> Have you seen how easy it is to get grudge? Yes. You, you are pointing at Reverend Sam. But the first grudge was for you. And then Reverend and I had to let it go. That is for three years. But it also means, doesn't mean that you should go and bear grudge against Abby. Because she did that which is right. Have you seen how complicated the thing is? Yes. You see? Now she's calling Abby a snitch. And very soon, Pastor Sam will also be calling her be a snitch. Ah, <laughs> oh, you see, you see, you see, you see, they are discussing it. I say it is grudge. It is very, 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 very easy. It's spreading. The grudge is spreading, spreading. Hey, you have your I thought we were forgiven. <laughs> Let's rise up onto our feet.